0: So hello my friends, Devon Lennox here, Photography PX. In today's video, we revisit and review the Sony A7 mirrorless full-frame camera. Sony's NEX lineup of APS-C equipped mirrorless cameras has earned a solid fan base over the years. And with the release of the Sony A7, users now have the option of a full-frame sensor at their disposal. Initially released, in spring 2014 it was the world's first full frame mirrorless interchangeable lens camera and it was sony's first attempt to redefine their nex lineup into the new alpha denominator with the release of this camera sony wanted to show that mirrorless could indeed compete with its smaller footprint It inherits the same 24-megapixel sensor from their A99 SLR camera, along with better processing, software, and a redesigned layout. All in a compact body at a price never seen before, positioned perfectly to compete with the Canon 6D and Nikon D600 SLR cameras. Today we assess the strengths, weaknesses, and address whether this camera is still relevant in today's market. So what are some of the goods, bads, and uglies of the Sony A7? Let's start with image quality. It features a 24.3 megapixel CMOS sensor and the updated Bionz X processor, which offers more resolution than the Canon 6D and directly comparable to the Nikon D600. The sensor includes an optical low-pass filter, OLPF, which reduces the chances of moiré occurring in certain scenes, but also slightly reduces its fine details compared to the A7R. Nevertheless, the image quality it delivers is excellent with a surprising amount of dynamic range for post-production adjustments or to create HDR effects from a single file. Its 24 megapixel sensor offers plenty of room for post-production cropping and the files lend themselves well for large format printing. On the subject of printing, here is an example of what a print looks like from the A7. In quality, this is what you can expect from this camera. For the burst rate, the camera provides a continuous shooting speed of 5 frames per second. However, it does so by locking autofocus and auto exposure after the first shot. If you want continuous autofocus and tracking, you'll have to do so at 2.5 frames per second. So this isn't the perfect tool for sports and wildlife. However, with that said, it does have a surprisingly deep buffer of 27 RAWs or 25 RAW and JPEGs. So if autofocus isn't vital, it remains capable. Next video quality, the video capabilities of this camera are sufficient, though a bit old-fashioned in today's age. It shoots 1080p full HD video up to 60 frames per second using the AVC HD 2.0 progressive format and the more web-friendly MP4 fan- format. Do know that when shooting in the MP4 format, recordings are limited to 20-minute segments and AVCHD 29 minutes and 59 seconds industry standard. Unlike the more recent Sony cameras, this camera doesn't support the newer XAVC-S codec, which delivers a higher bit rate. So you won't have very much room in post-production grading or adjustments before the footage deteriorates. When shooting at 1080p 24p, the camera supplies only a bit rate of 24 megabits per second and 28 megabits per second when shooting at 60p. With that, if the codec falling apart in post-production is a concern to you, It's best to consider another camera, but the video quality is quite strong with minimal aliasing and artifacts. While it lacks the sharpness of more modern Sony cameras, it's easily sufficient for those who output solely to 1080p. It features auto ISO when filming, which allows the camera to automatically compensate for changes in the light using ISO for more gradual transition to exposure. For those who prefer external recorders, you'll be pleased to know the camera supplies a clean HDMI output, perfect for videographers looking to work with uncompressed footage. It features zebras for highlight clipping indication. And low light performance on this camera is excellent, though not industry leading considering its age. It features a native ISO range from ISO 100 to 25,600. Users can expect usable images up to ISO 3200 without any real requirement for post-production noise reduction. It's not until ISO 6400 does the camera suffer from loss of detail and color resolution. For videos, ISO 1600 is entirely usable. The focusing system is quite good for its age. It features a 117 point hybrid autofocusing system where 99 points use phase detection and 25 use contrast detection. These 99 points, however, are clustered around the center of the frame, which means focus recomposing is a crucial technique for the most precise focusing. Overall, even in today's age, the camera is quick And while it's on the slower side when focusing on the edges of the frame the performance overall is good enough for most applications however when the light levels drop performance will slow once the camera approaches ISO 6400 performance reaches a point where it becomes virtually unusable and manual focusing is required so bear this in mind if you shoot in low light often the system works best with good light thankfully If you are shooting in low light, it features helpful manual focusing assist tools like peaking and magnification to ensure precise focus in photos and videos. And you can set the magnification to a custom button for more immediate access if needed. For its display, it features a center mounted OLED electronic viewfinder with a resolution of 2.36 million dots and a large 0.71 times magnification. The viewfinder is large and quite fast, with minimal lag when focusing, and it also includes a proximity sensor to enable the display as the eye approaches. The specs, while not breathtaking in today's age, do create a pleasant viewing experience. For its rear display, it features a 3-inch TFT LCD with a resolution of 921K dots, and it tilts 90 degrees upwards and downwards 45 degrees for more comfortable high or low angle shooting. Sony has redesigned the menus with this camera, moving from the tile menu structure of previous NEX cameras to the more traditional folder-based approach. With this redesign, similar settings are now grouped into their overarching categories. While discrepancies do exist, the overall layout is functional and well-organized. It features the customizable Function Fun menu. This feature allows users to save 12 most-used settings on a single contextual page for more immediate access. The camera provides a total of nine custom buttons in which users can assign any of 46 functions once you master the physical layout it'll reward you with ample functionality personalization and control it even features three dedicated custom buttons c1 through c3 and two memory recall states on the mode selection dial which allows users to preset shooting configurations for more immediate access Compared to both previous NEX cameras, the ergonomics here are improved and far more tailored towards the semi-professional demographic. It features a deeper and more contoured grip, making for a more comfortable hold, though smaller compared to the competition. And although it's much larger than previous NEX cameras, it remains surprisingly small considering its large full-frame sensor. And since it only weighs a mere 470 grams body only, it's considerably lighter than a comparable DSLR and small enough to store into large pockets or messenger bags without much hassle. Unfortunately, it employs the same awkward video recording button placement as the previous NEX cameras, which is recessed into the side of the grip. And the shutter button is awkwardly recessed and not on the front of the camera like we're used to. And instead, it's placed on the top of the camera These will require some time to get used to. Its smaller form factor makes the camera quite comfortable during prolonged use with very minimal fatigue. Not only that, but the design lends the camera well for one-handed controls for exposure changes. Sony has strategically located all of the exposure settings for media access with the right hand, though this camera does demand two-handed operation to navigate the menus unlike previous NEX cameras. Secondly, it features a magnesium alloy frame and polycarbonate build, which provides a fair bit of weather sealing. Its entire construction delivers a sense of quality and solidity. It features dual adjustment dials to control aperture and shutter speed. What are some of the nice features and functionality this camera provides? Well, it has built-in Wi-Fi and NFC pairing for wireless image transfer and remotely controlling the camera, though slightly limited in manual controls. It also has a headphone and microphone input, and you can also adjust the microphone input sensitivity as needed. Unlike newer Sony cameras, this camera retains the in camera Play Memories App Store. Using the app, users can download and purchase additional functionality not native to the camera, such as time lapse, star trails, and lens compensation, just to name a few. As a built in panorama mode, And it also features autofocus micro adjust which helps fine-tune the attached lens for precise focus but what doesn't it have firstly it doesn't have a full-size hdmi port instead it uses a micro hdmi port which is difficult to stabilize when using external recorders it lacks in-camera image stabilization instead you'll have to use optically stabilized lenses if you desire stabilization When shooting using auto ISO, you cannot set the minimum and maximum shutter speeds. The camera typically defaults to shutter speeds that are not always conducive to the movement in the frame to maintain sharp images as well. It uses the older micro USB 2.0 format, not the faster 3.0. So file transfer speeds are on the slower side and the same with in-camera charging. It lacks a built-in flash. It lacks a built-in intervalometer for time-lapse movies or recording. This feature has to be purchased instead through the Play Memories App Store. It lacks an electronic shutter, which means the camera is not ideal for fully discrete shooting. Unlike newer Sony models, it doesn't provide the customizable My Menu. The rare screen also isn't touch-enabled, nor does it fully articulate for vlogging. And while its brightness is good, the screen is easily washed out during outdoor use as it's quite reflective. The battery life isn't great, it uses the same W series battery as the previous NEX cameras, but this is a full frame camera. Sony rates the npfw fw 50 battery to deliver 340 shots per charge, which is average and right at the 350 shot per charge, standard expected for mirrorless cameras. And the electronic viewfinder on the other hand, It's slightly laggy and also projects quite a bit of grain when shooting in low light, most notably at ISO 6400 or higher, and this grain makes it quite challenging to focus if shooting at higher ISOs as well. So, in the end, is the A7 a good camera for you? Absolutely. It makes an excellent starting camera and a photography-centric tool. Granted, it's not the best option for sports, wildlife, or journalism with its rather uninspiring 2.5 frames per second continuous shooting speeds, but it's capable if needed. For those looking for a hybrid camera for both photos and videos, it's not the best camera either at this price. The main drawbacks are the lower bitrate, older Kodak, lack of stabilization, and missing 4K. However, if you're willing to overlook these features, then it remains a viable option as a hybrid shooter. But in the end, the Sony A7 remains one of the top budget-centric and low-cost means into full-frame mirrorless even years following its initial release. Sony struck the jackpot with this camera. At the time of release, it was the lightest and most competitively priced full-frame camera around. And even now, it manages to remain quite a capable performer even in today's modern and competitive age. So there you have it. There is our review of the Sony A7 Mark I. Please go to our website, PhotographyPX, go to our camera guide, and hit the Sony category for a more detailed, hands-on, written review of the A7, as well as more examples. I've been your host, Devon Lennox, PhotographyPX.com. If you found some value out of this video, please consider giving it a like and a thumbs up, and we'll catch you guys in the next video. Thank you for watching today's video. I hope you found the contents of today's video insightful and added value to you. If you're new here, please consider subscribing if you haven't done so already. Also, leave us a like and a comment in the description down below. Let us know if I overlooked something or I missed something covered in today's video. This is Devon Lennox. You know where to find us. Photography. we you